This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slips a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to recap day number 12 of New York Jets training camp with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, for the second day in a row, the bucket hat came in handy. I got to say, it's probably paid for itself by now. Oh, absolutely. And tomorrow is supposed to be even hotter. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I'm not going to lie, I've been debating for the past, really the past 48 hours, if I was going to go to Thursday's practice, because it's supposed to be like 107 with humidity out there tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to go, but I'm not going to be happy about it. That may not make you happy, but one thing that has to make you happy is that we now have confirmed, without a shadow of a doubt, that Zach Wilson is a Play Like a Jet listener. Zach, welcome aboard. Happy to have you. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm referring to, there is a quote that Zach Wilson had after practice today, and we're going to get to the rest of this later, but I wanted to touch on this at the beginning of the show, where he basically repeated something that you said, Chris, on the show, practically verbatim. Yeah, just he 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 didn't include the botched Jay Z quote that I that I threw in there, but otherwise it was pretty much exactly what I said. It, it, he's it's practice, it's practice, it's practice, it's practice. Gold, Allen Iverson on you, it's practice. Um, and especially we always talk about this, you know, and ev- not just quarterbacks, every rookie player. There's talk about adjusting to the speed of NFL defenses, and part of that is trying things and figuring out what you can get away with on this level that you might not have been, that you could have got away with in college and you can't do on this level. The only way to find that out and figure that out is to actually go and do it, is to actually let it rip and test yourself. Um, 
so that's that's part of it right now and you know yes that can be an excuse if you want it to be but it's also reality um so he he also said that you know they the whole thing about them not grading the day he's like well we kind of we grade plays so we grade a play to see like if it works for us or not like if we, if we having trouble with this play then it's not going to work get it, get rid of it if if we're not having trouble then we're going to keep it in if maybe it's not working against this defense maybe they might save it for a, a, another game but they'll they'll stash it away for a little bit so Right now, he's he's learning the offense. He's learning his teammates and all this stuff, but he's still testing himself. He threw a pass today with Elijah Moore on a crosser. He saw C.J. Mosley. He wanted to try to lob it over him. He, he thought he could get away with it. C.J. Mosley showed us the vertical leap he's got, which at his age, after taking a couple years off, uh, really damn impressive. Uh, he got way up there, knocked the ball out for an incompletion, and uh, Zach Wilson turned to coaches and said, yep, next time I'll hit the check down on that one. So <laughs> he knew – he saw the check down in, in live action. He saw it playing out, and he thought, I can hit the check down or I can test this and see if I can get away with it. He didn't get away with it. It didn't work. Turn back and say, next time I got the check down, I know I can't get that over CJ Mosley like that. If I can compare this to the radio business, there's a lot of times where you'll test certain songs and see how they work and get a feel for what the audience will buy into and what they'll listen to and what they'll keep coming back for. And if there are times where you test the song and it's just not working out, you drop it from the rotation. And if you test the song and it is working, you put it in the rotation and give it heavy spins. I think that's sort of what Zach Wilson is doing right now. And if we were to talk about his performance today, we would say that it was up and down. But again, in the context of what he was trying to do and would talk about later on, and we'll get to that when we discuss what these guys said post-practice, up and down is fine for what he's trying to do and where he is right now. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like the season's going to be up and down. He's going to have his moments good and bad. Um, there's just no way around that. It, it's unavoidable. Um, it, and you, it, that's, it's again, it's kind of what you want. You don't want it, that to last long, obviously, and you want it as short as possible. But there's going to be growing pains. You'd much rather that than to have somebody who's hesitant to pull the trigger, uh, you know, because then you get into the the fact where, you know, you got guys running wide open, but the quarterback's hesitant to throw it because of whatever reason. So he's, uh, you know, it, it's kind of ingrained in them. It becomes a reflex at that point to to be so protective of the ball. Um, and he talked about they, uh, he wants to be aggressively smart. So he wants to be aggressive, but, you know, controlled aggression. Like, pick your spots, know when to be aggressive, and he's got to learn. you got to go, you know, if you're trying to learn a language, you're going to mess up the word, a bunch of words a whole bunch of times before you get it right. You can't be afraid to sit there and sound silly uh, pronouncing words while you're learning it. You just have to learn to do it, mess up, and then eventually you'll get it right. Uh, same thing with this and anything else. Um, it's just this is a very public 
a job. That That's the only difference here. Everybody in whatever job you did, you had to go through and learn a bunch of stuff and you had to mess stuff up before you learned it and got better. But you just didn't have reporters watching you and, and writing articles about it. And your your face wasn't plastered all over TV with hot takes about whether or whether or not you can do the job. And so that's all this is. It's the same thing. He's working out the kinks. And, you know, again, this isn't me saying, oh, he's destined for the Hall of Fame, but there's literally nothing to be worried about. Not much to be worried about with Denzel Mims today either. This was his best practice. We said that the Jets might have been trying to light a fire under his butt. He might have gotten the message because ever since then, he's looked better and better each day, culminating in today when he had his finest hour. I'm not saying that this means he's out of the woods or that he's going to jump the depth chart to get to number two or number three, but it's a very positive sign for him. It is indeed. Uh, Also a positive sign for him is at least reminding me because I had forgotten about this, I guess, but he got food poisoning earlier in the off season. Uh, He ate some bad salmon and got really bad food poisoning and lost 20 pounds. Um, So he wasn't able to uh, do as much as he wanted to in the off season. Uh, He's been able to add nine of those pounds back, but he dropped from 217 to 197. He's, he's up to 208 now. Um, but so he wasn't able to do as much as he wanted uh, to to get ready, and now he's coming along. Um, but yeah, he had a, an, a another uh, really nice catch down the sideline. He got his uh, corner on a double move. The ball was thrown a little too much. Mike White put a little too much on it. It was out in front of him. Extended his arms and made a fingertip catch, and, and stayed in stride as he did it, and just cruised right through to the end zone. He had another catch in the end zone and red zone drills. And then there was another play where he beat his man. It was in seven on sevens and red zone drills. <clears throat> Not even red zone. That This was goal line. Seven on sevens. He beats his man going to the back corner pylon. Have you ever seen that route run in an NFL game? You know that window is about a quarter of a second from when the receiver beats that corner to the uh, quarterback needs to have that ball within like a quarter of a second. That ball needs to be there in that window. And Mike White was late on it. And by the time the ball got there, he ran out of real estate, could only get one foot in, almost came down with an incredible catch, but ended up dropping it, trying to get the second foot in, which would have been impossible. And, uh, you know, so he's making strides. He's getting more reps. You can see he's more comfortable. Uh, he, his route riding, running could still be a little more precise, but th- I, again, this, it's where I would expect him to be considering uh, where he came in out of college and uh, not practicing so much last year. But he can do enough. He can run enough routes right now to help this team. And I still think you're probably likely to see Corey Davis and Keelan Cole start the season <clears throat> with Elijah Moore getting – probably more reps than Keelan Cole in, in those games. Um, and then they'll work Mims in slowly and build him up. But they can definitely he, – he has value on this roster. Like, not just um, the future value. He's first, second-round pick last year. We can't cut him yet. He has value um, to start the season on this roster. 
Speaking of Corey Davis, the first few days of training camp, we couldn't stop talking about Elijah Moore. The last few days that we've talked about, we haven't been able to shut up about Corey Davis. Another big practice for him today. Yeah, I, I keep saying Corey Davis has just been solid day in and day out. Almost every time the ball gets thrown his way, he's making the catch. He's getting open. He's making the catch. Nothing spectacular, no wow, jaw-dropping plays. Just steady and reliable after, day after day. Today was probably his best day of practice, uh, the best day of camp. Again, nothing too spectacular, but just consistent. And he, he caught back-to-back touchdowns in a uh, red zone on um, opposite sides of the field. He beat uh, both Bless Hall and, and Bryce uh, – Bless Austin and Bryce Hall. Um, so – and then he made a bunch of other plays, a bunch of other catches – you can see him, uh, you know, in the running game, blocking his his guy as well. He's just – he's also the, – the receivers have been raving about him as a leader, about how he's helping them learn the system because he is familiar – has more familiarity with it and he can show them some of the details and the ins and outs. So uh, he has just been extremely impressive and just uh, every day he comes to work and he shows up, and he, he's pitching in. We know from his career that that's not how it works in games for him. He'll have big games. He'll have some medium games, but he'll have some small games too. But right now, every day he's showing up, and he and he's putting in uh, some work, and it it's showing out on the field. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Chris, yesterday we talked about Hamza Nazaruddin and how he has the inside track for the Will linebacker spot. We talked a little bit about Michael Carter II and how he might end up as the starting slot corner, although he's got some competition there, and we'll get back to that in a second. But first, two other rookies stepping up today, Brandon Eccles and Jamie and Sherwood. Yeah, Eccles, again, he's had a really nice camp, a like really, really nice camp. The he got an interception today. Elijah Campbell um, swatted the pass up in the air, and then he just ran under it and took it back to the house for a pick six. But he's made a lot of really nice plays. Um, the cornerback group as a whole looked pretty good today. Uh, Bryce Hall was great. He he got in there and knocked a few passes away. But uh, Eccles has, has really impressed me. I, I think consistently, like there's been some days, I've talked about Pinnock and Dunn, there's been some days where they were the standout of those young groups. But I think overall throughout camp, Eccles has probably been the best out of that bunch. Um, he, he's very physical. He's he's getting in there, disrupting uh, passes. It, it, it's, it's been fun to watch him. I, I talked about this a lot. I, I have affinity towards the secondary. That's, that's my favorite part watching. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch him and sure he's he's been really good too just steady reliable good um making plays consistently over and over again i'm like who is that and then i'm looking at down at my roster i'm like oh yeah that sure would um so it's been very impressive to see from him um i talked about it at the draft they looked at those names the athletic profiles of the guys they took I didn't know who they were, but the profiles, Salah's defense, I was like, man, I don't know these guys. I don't know which ones are going to hit, but some of them are going to hit, and I, I feel more confident than that. Um, you know, again, they're going to struggle throughout the year, but down the road, there, there's some players in this bunch. 
Chris, I mentioned before that Michael Carter II might be the starting slot corner for the Jets this season, but he might not because Javelin Guidry has been giving him all he can handle in this competition. Guidry did pretty well in the limited action he had at slot corner last year when he was called upon after Poole got hurt, and he had another nice day today. Going to be an interesting decision down the stretch for Jeff Ulbrich and Robert Sala. I, I, I messed up letting that of not saying something about that yesterday because it, it, it's definitely possible Michael Carter wins that spot. But I do think Javelin uh, Gidry has been uh, just steady and more consistent throughout camp. Um, but again, that's to be expected, uh, the rookie from, from Duke. But uh, they both looked good at times, but Gidry had a really solid day today. Uh, you know, he's he has – a good he's a good fit for the slot. He's one of the smaller guys, really quick um, change of direction, can get in and out, up breaks real quick, and and has good hit movement. All that stuff, what you need, and great instincts, uh, what you really need in the slot corner. He can be physical and aggressive, and and really get in people's face. And he's he's been solid throughout camp. Other players on the defense who did pretty well today, Foley Fadakasi, who we talked about yesterday, we know what he's capable of. He's not going to give you a ton as a pass rusher, but really, really strong run defender. Once Quentin Williams comes back, as we've said, that will probably be the strongest unit on the team. C.J. Mosley is continuing to show that he may still very well be one of the best linebackers in the league, even though he's basically missed two years. And Jared Davis, it's nice to hear about him today because Jared Davis was a huge question mark. Underachieved in Detroit, Jets brought him in here off potential. They felt he was miscast there and that they could do something with him. And perhaps they were right. He had a good practice today. Certainly a positive sign with him. Yeah, he's he's really fast. Uh, I mean, this is something known from college, but uh, he's he you know he had a nice start to camp, and then the, it was kind of quiet. I what I it wasn't popping out to me. Um, but he he's started to put it back together again and stand out again. Um, so that that's really good to see because that that was one of the most interesting signings to me. I was actually probably the most interesting signing just from a huh like let let's I want to see what happens here because I remember watching him uh, his tape in college. I remember really liking his ability and his talent and thinking that he could he'd be a good player. And then I I I didn't. Followed the Detroit Lions that close because why would anybody, uh, even Lions fans, why would they over those last couple of years? But, you know, Matt Patricia had earned himself quite a reputation there and stubbornly refusing to use guys in certain ways. So it, it was fascinating to think about this is going to be a good test case for that. How much is Patricia? Can Robert Sala get turning around? So that that's going to be a lot of fun to keep an eye on and see if this is something that Salah could really identify and say, all right, he didn't work there, but I, I know this skill set and it, he'll work here. And if that's the case, then I'm going to have to be a lot more forgiving on any type of signings they make in the future on guys that might not have panned out yet. Chris, some interesting bottom of the roster action today. We know that as of right now, the four guys at the top of the depth chart at wide receiver are Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Jamison Crowder, Keelan Cole, and we've now seen Denzel Mims begin to step up, so you have to figure that's probably the top five. But then after that, 
You've got Braxton Berrios. You've got Lawrence Cager. You've got Vincent Smith. These are guys that are all fighting for a spot. Cager and Vincent Smith had pretty good practices. We know that Cager's biggest strength is his size. Vincent Smith's biggest strength is his speed. So I'm curious to see if they're able to make the roster. Maybe with Cager, he winds up on the practice squad. Who knows? And then Mike White. We've talked forever about the backup quarterback spot. I know they brought in Josh Johnson, but... I don't think that he's any type of solution. They really should do something because if they ever have to rely on Josh Johnson, Mike White, or James Morgan for literally anything, they may as well just forfeit. Yeah, again, I'm I'm fine with Josh Johnson at this point because, again, they're not going to be winning games, but you can evaluate the offense with him. Um, and I just, I, I mean, I know Nick Foles, but I what type of wins? I get that fans would be more invested still. But I'm not having high hopes that he's going to be taking this team to wins. Um, Cager has actually had a, a solid camp, too. It's not very consistent, but this isn't the first day he, he stood out to me and impressed me. It's just with this receiver, if this was like last year's uh, and uh, death chart at receiver, I would be talking about Cager a lot more. I just, with this, uh, you know, the roster there, the depth chart at receiver, I don't know that there's a spot for him as good as he has been playing. I do fully expect that they would try to stash him on the practice squad. Absolutely. hundred percent. And the same goes for Vincent Smith here. Like he's not somebody that I've looked at as the last couple of years, thinking that he, he would be able to crack a roster with this, this many other good receivers, but he, his speed has been even more impressive this year. He's kind of, around in his game so it's it's not just speed I mean it's just the speed that's getting him open but he's actually completing and following through with stuff and other plays so that's been impressive and it's good this is going to be one of those positions that they're going to have a lot of tough choices at because they're it's going to be hard for them to just say goodbye to that speed with the way that he's playing um but at the same time they have roster needs at other spots. They might need to have a little more depth. So I, I have no idea where that's going to land. Um, but they, they've definitely looked really good. Chris, anything going on with injuries? Uh, still not, nothing new, really. Uh, and Salah didn't even talk about it, but there was still no Elijah Vera Tucker today. Oh, Hardy, Justin Hardy's still out with the hip strain. But that, that still isn't something that should be a concern. After practice, we heard from LaMarcus Joyner, Denzel Mims, Zach Wilson, and as usual, Coach Robert Sala. What did they have to say? Yeah, so I already talked about some of the stuff that Zach Wilson had to say. Um, But uh, he was asked about, yesterday I talked about how Sala said that Zach Wilson will poke his head into the defensive rooms. Today he was asked about that, and he said, you know, he just likes to go over some of the differences in coverages between the NFL and college. Like everybody knows the base coverages, but NFL, they throw little wrinkles in there that he has to be able to identify. And he wants to be able to see it before the snap. Um, He's always, he's excited uh, about next week being able to uh, uh, practice against green Bay. He says he plans to just kind of watch and observe Aaron Rodgers, Soak it in, try to learn. He's also excited to face the, Packers defense and the Giants and the Eagles defense. It's going to be a learning experience and he can really, uh, you know, get a test of playing against other teams. 
he said you know one thing like about him him being hard on himself he doesn't get down or anything he's just very detailed oriented and like he's not afraid to call himself out basically and say i need to be better here and there um but also like <clears throat> he's not afraid to be held accountable like he doesn't get offended or there's no hard feelings if like a coach is kind of getting a little terse with him um because he understands he's like you know we all have to stand up there in front of our teammates and go through our mistakes it's it's just part of the job and he's he's the quarterback so that means that there's whenever he's on the field he's got the ball in his hands there's 10 other guys on the field that are relying on him to do something um they're putting his trust their trust in him so he's got to be ready he talked about Denzel Mims. He just said that, you know, Mims has that fire in him. He wants to be great, gives full effort. He's doing everything he can to get that back. Um, and he's He's been impressed with that. And just overall, just a thought on Zach Wilson and uh, the interviews he does. I've been really impressed with him and just how level-headed he is, how thoughtful, and his ability to put things in in perspective. I've, I've been blown away with him. Uh just such a young kid that be able to have this type of perspective and to be so like thoughtful introspective and all that. It's been really impressive uh, with Mims. Again, he lost to 20 pounds, gained 11 of it back. He said he he's, he's not really, he never really concerned himself about how he fit in the system. He he's in it. He's in the system now. So he's going to do everything he can to learn it and get better. And, uh, do whatever the coaches want him to do. Like he hasn't given us a, a thought to whether or not the, the system fits him. He's just going out there and doing everything he can to learn it and be able to execute it. And he said, you know, with having uh, the food poisoning and not being able to do certain things, all he could really do was watch film, go over the playbook, but it's easier for him to learn when he can be out on the field, when he can put it into action, when he can put it into practice. Uh, he, he's getting extra extra work in with the QBs after practice. And in, in between plays, when he's not getting a rep, he's throwing with the quarterbacks in the side. So he's doing a lot of work. He's, he's got a lot of room to grow. He knows it. But he's just taking it one day at a time. He's, he's just focused on himself, not worried about his place in the depth chart, just focusing on getting better every day. Robert Sala, big thing, obviously, you know, the hot day. It, big thing for the team is just staying hydrated. Talked about how you have to be hydrated like really 24 hours before. It has its effect on the body, so they're doing that. Um, he was asked about the way he structured camp because, funny, I know with the mantra, all gas, no breaks, but he, he literally said you can't keep stacking 100 miles an hour every day because the bodies can't really handle it and they're not working at peak efficiency that way. So yesterday he gave the offense, the offensive and defensive lines saw about 45 snaps. It was a super hot day out. Today it was another super hot day out. So they ran a lot more seven-on-sevens today. He wanted to give the offensive and defensive lines a little bit of a rest because they're going back at it tomorrow. They're getting about 50 reps tomorrow. Asked about George Fant, Mo Morgan Moses, and the splits there. Oh, he said it is a true competition, and I absolutely believe him on that. He 
was asked about the idea of, you know, possible rotation. He said, no, he shut that down pretty flatly. He doesn't like the idea of rotations. Need to cycle guys in and out. And then LaMarcus joined. This was a great uh, presser, very entertaining presser. Started off as, you know, going through the free agent process. What was uh, the appeal of signing to the Jets? He said, Robert Sala. Robert Sala and his scheme. That's what appealed to him. Um, it's super important to him now. He said when he was younger, uh, he thought he was invincible. He could go play for a uh, rock and thrive. But now, after his experience with the Raiders, he said he, you know, there was nothing personal. He's on good terms with Gruden. He liked Gruden as a person. But Gruden was his, his def- defensive coordinator, and the problem wasn't anything personally. He just wasn't really comfortable as uh, the nickel corner because the free safety spot is more natural to him. And he knows that they saw the physical ability and he believes in his versatility and ability. So he went and did it, but he, he had a hard time getting emotionally into it. So that, that was frustrating for him, but obviously he feels better back at free safety. He is apparently just like me, a big fan of Marcus May. I asked him about Marcus Bay. He absolutely loves him. Started by just talking about what a great human being he is. Um, says the communication is great. They fit great together, and May makes it easy. Says he's got a good heart and welcomed him in with open arms. And there was no, like, this is my defense. And Marcus said it in a way, like, Marcus May could have – is entitled to feel that way if he wants to, but he didn't. He, he doesn't want to. He wants to welcome him in and embrace everybody. He was asked about, you know, if they're going back and forth, the Florida versus Florida State. He's like, not really. But if it comes to that, I got a ring. So that, that was a good quote. Um, he also talked about it. it was, it's, being, it's weird being a vet now. Uh, when he was a rookie, he remembers asking guys, oh, how long have you been in the league? He's like, eight years, eight years. And now he's that guy. Uh so it's weird, but he's feeding off the young guys, and he feels like it's keeping them young. And then also, apparently, uh, Elijah Moore went to his high school, and he said that it was his senior year of college, he thinks. So it was before Elijah Moore even went started going to high school when he first started hearing his name. And uh, when, when they drafted Moore, he was very happy and just said, our defense got a lot better, or our offense got a lot better today. Defense might have gotten a lot better too Because with Elijah Moore there To help test their metal, keep them on their toes It'll get them ready for game day At least that's what we have to hope And we hope that he continues to do that Tomorrow when we have another full report With Chris Nimbley, the owner, the operator The lead reporter, the whole shebang Over at JetsInsider.com And above all that, a very big deal Thank you for coming on and reviewing Day number 12 of New York Jets Training camp with me, really appreciate it Check out everything Chris is doing right now Over at JetsInsider.com And follow him on Twitter at CNimbly And at JetsInsider And check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com And the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel We've got a brand new episode of Play Like a Jet Live up with you stadium Dennis Wazak, the Jets beat reporter for the Associated Press And no offense, Chris But the guy on the Jets beat with the best taste in music He joined Luke and Clayton for Play Like a Jet Live this week It was a really fun episode Take a look at that Also, film breakdowns of Carl Lawson, Zach Wilson 
Elijah Moore, both Michael Carters, and so much more. It's all there. Watch all the videos and subscribe if you haven't already. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.